Blog Talk Radio. far away we cut down people in your name but the sword was never ours to swing Jesus friend of sinners the truth becomes so hard to see the world is on their way to you but they're tripping over me Always looking around but never looking up I'm so double-minded A plank-eyed saint with dirty hands And a heart divided Oh, Jesus Friend of sinners Open our eyes to the world At the end of our pointing fingers Let our hearts be Led by mercy Help us reach with open hearts and open doors Oh Jesus, friend of sinners Break our hearts for what breaks yours Your love. 
Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, friend of sinners. Oh, yes, indeed. Hallelujah. There's no reason to go to church or to go to uh, seek the Lord if you're perfect. Only broken vessels come to him. Those that are made, those that are perfect don't need God, but us that have been through the grinder and through all the, through the trials and tribulations and that are not a perfect vessel but seek a perfect Savior, we are the ones that go to our Lord and Savior. Brothers and sisters, tonight I, I, I feel like I have a special uh, teaching tonight. I am taking off the gloves. I'm angry uh, at what I'm seeing going on in the world. Um, um, I'm angry at all the evilness. I, I hate evil. I don't I don't hate the, the people, the, the, the humanity, but I hate evil. And I hate seeing what evil is trying to get away with. And um, our Lord and Savior needs us to be his vessels. He needs us to go higher so that we can be part of of the army to combat this evilness in this world. And tonight's message has a lot to do with that. I I got some uh statistical information on the economy. You know, the, there's there's some economists out there that they don't know it, but they're using some language and terminology that is quite prophetic. And um even uh for example, this one economist that I'm going to quote tonight uh there's some stuff that when I've heard him talk in the past, I, I didn't agree with him, and you know, and 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 I stopped listening to him for a while. However, he was on uh, on the Rick Wiles show, uh, Gerald Salente, and you know, I was really, um, I must say, I was just shocked listening to the stuff he was saying. It was quite prophetic, and it seems like he's seen the light. And uh, he brought out a lot of facts, and I'm and I'm going to say some of these facts. So, so whoever listening to this show can see exactly what's going on in a financial perspective, and then at the end, well, not that, not at the end, about midway point, we're going to break it down into the solution and what the Lord has shown me, which I believe is profound. Uh, he has been dealing with me the past several weeks, showing me things. People that have me on Facebook have seen the Eagles, uh, the pictures. I'm going to be uh, posting some pictures along with this teaching tonight to show you what I have been experiencing. It has been unbelievable. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of my skin. I am ecstatic. I am excited. At what the Lord is doing I am excited uh, To be living in such a time As this because uh, The Lord is raising up a beautiful Army the Lord is raising up His His sons and daughters uh, The the Manifestation of his sons and daughters Is coming It is beginning to look A lot like Joel 2 Romans 8 Um just a lot of beautiful things, First uh, Peter two nine, the royal priesthood. So let's just let's go ahead and give the Lord some praise and worship. Uh, let's let's praise Him and worship Him in truth and in spirit. You see, this is how we go higher. 
my one of my favorite stories is King Jehoshaphat when he was surrounded by the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Itesites. Uh, the nowadays it'd probably be called the Shiites and the Hittites. Who knows? But the Lord told King Jehoshaphat to send your praisers and worshipers and 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 music and to the front lines. And as they sang and praised the Lord and worshipped the Lord, the enemy fell on their swords. They fell on each other's swords, and the Lord smote them right before King Jehoshaphat and his, I believe his army was outnumbered. However, the victory belonged to him that prayed to Abba Aronai, Yahuwah, Yahusha Mashiach, Ruach HaGodesh, Yahavah Elohim, Adonai, Eli, Elian, El Elian. So, there's power in praise and worship. Let us praise and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. I like praising and worshiping sometimes. It helps to sift out any of the fake trolls that are trying to troll or, or any fakers out there that don't understand what it is to come to the Lord. You see, we go in through the gates with thanksgiving, but the altar of incense was in the Holy of Holies. That is our praise and our worshiping of the Lord that gets us into the Holy of Holies. It gets us into the very presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and praise Him with all that we have, brothers and sisters. Let's let's give the Lord a, a beautiful sound to His ears. Let the let the incense go up into his nostrils. Let him smell a sweet smelling fragrance from our lips. Let us give our Lord, our King, Yahavah Sevaot, the Lord of heaven's armies, the holy host of all the armies. Let us give him our praise and our worship. Let us let us show him how much we love him and how much we appreciate all he's done in our life. Oh hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Nothing compares, nothing can compare to our Lord and Savior. Nothing can compare to His love, His glory, His mercy, His patience, His long-suffering. Oh, hallelujah, what a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. Now is the time to fall in love with Him. He's got a destiny for you. He's got a calling on your life. We are a royal priesthood, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. All right, get your, let's, let's, get, your, let's get our praises on. Hallelujah, the anthem, the awakening. You have a destiny, you have a calling on your life. You are the royal priesthood. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I can hear the footsteps of my king. And I can hear his heartbeat beckoning. In my darkness, he has set me free. And now I hear the Spirit calling me. He's calling me. Wake up, child. 
God, we love you. And we thank you for your amazing, amazing, amazing patience with us. Yes, Lord Jesus. I can't imagine what it's like to watch us down here chasing our tails. Scratching all our itches, thinking that we found answers. We're digging holes in the ground, calling them wells. Just starving little people. God, if we would ever open up our heart to you, trust you, you do something only you can do. Can we sing that chorus one more time? Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Speak what is true. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I... I just want to play one more song just because I, I just, I am so thankful for the Lord and for what he's done in my life and for what he's shown me in my life and, and everything that he's done. I just want to share his love and I just want you to know how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. Oh, oh let's just, let's just share our love with him right now. And the road ahead gets steep With these hands in faith I will believe Yes, Lord I remind myself Of all that you've done For all that he's done in our life And the life I
Kodesh Abaharonai. I am yours, Lord. I am yours. We are yours, Lord Father. Everything on this earth is yours. You are the creator, Abaharonai. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time that you've given me, Lord, to share with the brethren the things that you showed me, Lord Father, to share, to be able to be a part, Lord, in your in your in your work that you're doing on this on this earth, Lord Father. To be a part of it is such a privilege and an honor, Lord. I just want to bring you honor and exalt you, Lord Father. I just want to exalt you, and I just want to thank you tonight, brothers and sisters, for joining us here on the Lord's Hour. You know, when the world is out there partying and, and rocking it out, we're here on a Saturday night seeking more, looking for more. We are that church that opens the door. When Jesus, in, in Revelations, Yahusha says, I'm knocking at the door. Open, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking at the door. Would you open the door so I can come in and sup with you? We are those that are saying, Lord, here we are. We are here, Lord. We want to sup with you, Lord Father. We want to eat the living manna, the living bread, Lord Jesus. We're here tonight on a Saturday night wanting more from you, Lord Father. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, let's just take a minute and, and pray uh, for my um, my mentor, my my spiritual father, he's he's my Paul in my life, Augusto Perez. They're, they're having a conference tonight in Houston, Texas, uh, Light in the Darkness Conference. Let us just take a minute and, and, and send up a prayer for uh, the Appearance Ministries, Augusto Perez, and, and with their conference over there, that people get healed, that people get delivered, that souls are saved for the Lord, and that the army is advancing, and that Yes, and absolutely, we pray for Brother Elvie as well. Um, uh, let's just send up our prayers now as we go ahead and, and, and before we begin the show, before we begin the teaching tonight, let's go ahead and lift up uh, all, all of our brothers and sisters in prayers and and uh, let, let's just open up now with some prayers. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Father, for your love. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your mercy patience, your long-suffering, your power, Lord, your dunamis power, Yahavah, Mecheres Shechem, Yahavah, Sevao Ruach HaGodesh, your mighty power, Lord Father, release your will, release your will right now, Lord Father, on the, uh, on the Lord's hour, Lord Father, release your will, let thy will be done on earth, let thy will be done here right now, in the Lord's hour, let thy will be done across the land, let thy kingdom come tonight to the hearts and minds of everybody listening to this show. Let thy kingdom come to the homes, the, to the apartments, to everyone listening tonight and in the archives, Lord Father. Let thy kingdom come all around us, Lord Father. Let us let us experience and live in open heavens, Lord Father. Let us experience, Lord Father, a direct communications with headquarters, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, release your angels. Release the Zadik Ruachim, the Abaronai Elohim. Release the Zadik Malakim, the Numas, the Angelos. Release them right now, Lord Father. Release your angels, your armies. Lord Father, release them, Lord Father. 
to come back, the, 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 the army of darkness, Lord Father, to push back the army of darkness tonight, Lord Father, to push back everything that they're trying to do on this earth, to push back the portals, the illegal portals that are being opened up, Lord Father, to push back on this darkness that's trying to encroach on the light and on your, on your warriors, on your, on, your, on your sons and your daughters, on your seed, on your precious seed, Lord Father, to push back on those evil entities, Lord Father that are trying to overcome your body, Lord Father, for those that are trying to overcome your church, Lord Father, your plans, your will. Lord Jesus, push them back, Lord Father. Release your army to push them back, Lord Father. Lord Father, we put on the helmet of salvation, the helmet of Yahusha Mashiach. We put on Jesus Christ right now. We put you on, Lord Father. We ask you to come in now, Lord Father, and sup with us, Lord Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, minister to our lives tonight. Minister to Brother Elvi and his family, Lord. Beautiful family, Lord Jesus, and the the Lord's Hour family, Lord Father. Minister to us tonight. Minister to Brother Elvi tonight. Minister to his body, Lord Father. I speak shalom to Brother Elvi and Brother Buddy and Sister Brenda and Marietta, Brother Joe, uh, Jovan, uh, Sister Marietta, Buddy, Brenda Gill, Guests, 1554, the guests, brothers and sisters, let's release shalom and love and peace to all our brothers and sisters. Release healings, Lord, Yahavah Rafa. Release healings tonight. Release your healings, Lord Father, to Brother Elvi, to the household, the Zapata household, to all the brothers and sisters down in the archives. Release your healing, Yahavah Rafa. The Abaronai Elohim, release the, the healing angels, Lord Father. Bring a mighty healing, Lord Jesus, a mighty wave of healing tonight, Lord Father. Begin this healing process, Lord, because, Lord, you know, uh, there's signs and things happening, Lord. In other countries, Lord, there's signs and wonders happening, Lord. Now's the time, Lord. Lord Father, release your signs and wonders, Lord. Let us see these, this beautiful display, Lord Father, of your signs and wonders of restoration. Bring restoration to the to the house of Zapata, Lord Father. Bring restoration to but, Brother Buddy and Brenda. Bring restoration to all the brothers listening in the Lord's hour, Lord Jesus. Bring restoration to all those that are seeking. Bring restoration and healing to those that are going to the light and the darkness conference tonight in Houston, Texas, Lord Father. Bring healing and deliverance and bring a mighty wave of your presence tonight. To all of us, Lord, all of us that are seeking, Lord, all of us that are doing the work of the kingdom, all of us that are seeking more of the kingdom, Lord Father, all your kodeshim, your 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 generals, your sergeants, Lord, let it rain, Lord Father, Hallelujah, Amen. Let it rain upon all of us tonight. Let it rain upon all the kodeshim, all the anointed ones, all the saints. All set apart ones, Lord, your church, Lord Jesus, your overcomers, Lord Father, Lord Father, those that need healing, those that are weary, Lord, the weary souls, Lord Father, the weakened souls, Lord Father, the weakened bodies, Lord Father, that have been going through trials and tribulations in this world, Lord Father, move in a mighty way, move in a mighty way, Lord Jesus, for your people, for those on the in the valley of decisions, Lord Jesus, let them see your glory. Let them see the light, Lord Jesus. 
all those in the churches that are that are not really saying the truth, Lord Father, all those in the churches that don't know what's going on, but that want to know what's going on, Lord Father, those that are sitting in the pews that are concerned and and are worried and are wondering what is really happening, Lord. Bring them the truth, Lord Father. Let your truth be known in their hearts, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Move in a mighty way, Lord Father. Lord Father, anoint my tongue now, Lord Father, so that I may release release your 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 word tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, put a put your spirit of teaching on me tonight, Lord Father, so that your word will go out and it will teach the hearts and the minds, Lord Father, and it will equip us and empower us, Lord Jesus, so that we can continue to fight the good fight, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, we renounce any attacks. We renounce any wicked devices trying to come against us. And we speak to the atmosphere now. Peace! Be still. In Yahusha Mashiach Ruach Kagodesh, I seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you, my Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Abaronai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Brother Buddy and Sister Brenda. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I just want to, you know, thank God for for everybody in the Lord's hour. I want to thank God for... For all that he's done for me, uh, for waking us up, for letting us know the truth. Um, and uh, I want to thank God for my mentor, Augusto Perez, who has just just unbelievable things I have learned and how humbling and how humbled I am to have such an such a, a amazing teacher in my life. And I just want to, you know... Really be thankful tonight It's just really amazing brothers and sisters When you start to see the puzzle Come together in your life And when you start to see your destiny When you start to see how the Lord Is moving It's just You just want to be thankful for everything Lord Father So I just want to be thankful Oh hallelujah Brothers and sisters I remember back in 2011 When the Holy Spirit woke me up You know it was It was very overwhelming i actually the the whole wake up process it was it was overwhelming it was it was scary at first you know it was very frightful it, it it's you know you try to make sure you, you're going to do get all the right stuff at, at when you first, when i first woke up it was all about like oh my gosh i got to be self sustaining now and i got to survive you know I was thinking of that show Survivor, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, is that what it's come to? Is that what it's coming to? Because I don't even want to be going through that, you know? But it was it was, it was was very overwhelming. I, I thought I had to be self-sustaining, and I, and I started to strategize and, and plan on what ifs. Oh, my gosh, what if this? What if that? What if this happens? What if that happens, and I'm not ready, and I don't have the proper supplies and the, the, the all the... A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the list goes all the way to Z. I try to contact some family members and, and build a little family army, and, and I try to be all secretive and, 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 and you know, hush, hush, and, you know, with my family, and, oh, don't don't tell that cousin because he's crazy, and, and he, you know, try to come and get the stash, and, 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 you know, and then some family members and I, you know, I, I thought they were, they were, they were in the program. I thought they were, they were aware and fully awake. You know, 
uh, we had a couple meetings and and the meetings seemed to turn out right and we were you know starting to plan and strategize and and then those meetings stopped and then you know time went on and and that was it that I heard from them and you know then then uh then the word in the family chatter you know Pablo was going a little a little aloof here and and uh you know <laughs> you might want to stay away from he's trying to build a little army over there and the sticks and you know and then I spoke with some other people and then oh no you can't talk on the phones and the NSA and oh no you can't you can't send messages we we got to talk in person and and you know you have to be looking over your back oh my gosh I tell you it, it was a uh, quite a uh, roller coaster right brothers and sisters it was really I was really getting overwhelmed. You can ask my wife. You know, I was getting really scared. I went through some depression there, you know, because I couldn't get quite the the army. I thought I was going to be able to <laughs> to build. And then the Holy Spirit, Ruach Kagodesh, He started working on me. The Holy Spirit, so so beautiful, such a gentleman, such a wonderful being, such so amazing and loving and. And and he started, you know, as I as I shared more quality time with the Ruach Kagodesh Holy Spirit, as I as I dedicated more time and you know whatever chance I got to acknowledge him and remember him, and and whatever time I had where I can sneak away and and go and and be with him for a while and and sing songs of praise and worship to him. You know, I started receiving more mess I started receiving messages and then as I did it more I started receiving more and more messages and and I tell you, you know, the more uh obedient you become, the more faithful you become, the the more faith you have it seems like the more the the locks become unlocked and the more just mysteries become known and and the word, the logos the Bible, the word of the Lord just seems to open up more more secrets and mysteries. It's so unbelievable when you know, I have some, some cousins that uh they they quote, you know, scriptures where it looks like uh God, Yahuwah, was a a slave driver, a a uh women are less than a mean uh king ruler of the earth, you know, some people that don't know the Holy Spirit and have not been shown the scriptures, their their eyes have not been opened up to the scriptures, uh, I tell you, people can look at it and perceive it in such a bad way, and, and you know, even when I was in the Masons, uh, the, the higher ups, the uh, once you get to the higher levels, they can distort and change move scriptures around I mean it'll have your head spin you'll start you'll start double guessing stuff and you see this is all the things that I had to deal with but you know something when I dedicated more time to the Holy Spirit Ruach Kagodesh and and I allowed him to work in my life and I allowed him to show me the mysteries and and to show me the love of of Jesus Christ and and the Father and and how and how beautiful this whole the whole dynamics of this triune God is 
you know, the more you do that, the more you will see the truth, and the more you'll be you'll be able to to guide to 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 sail through these these stormy waters, and and the more you dedicate, the more you you put quality time, you see how the storm just just doesn't even matter anymore. You know, uh, he uh, the Holy Spirit just just started revealing things and 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 when I'll start worrying about something you know uh oh I don't have enough or I don't have this and then I'll receive a message and and, and he tells me you know through the through the word of God the Lord will bless those who 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 diligently seek him you know I, I was sta- I was trying to stash away uh, uh uh gold and silver and and the Lord was like you know your rewards are in heaven you know what why why are you trying to store up your your treasures here on this earth when uh robbers and thieves and moths can come in and ruin your stuff you know don't get me wrong you know this stuff is good to have this stuff is definitely good especially um uh, in the economic environment we're in now where uh it looks uh actually i think gold and silver uh, has gone above a breakout point so uh it looks like gold uh, specifically because that's one of the main uh, gauges they uh, those economists look at um, although silver is not too far behind but it broke out into a bullish pattern so you know I mean good to be uh, wise and to see the storm coming and to get out of the way however when and, and we're going to discuss this more later when you're like a Martha and you're more worried about doing things. You know, one time I, I called in to uh to the appearance radio show and and I and I was this was years ago and I was freaking out, I was bugging out and uh and uh brother Larry I guess he had like a little uh a visual of me and he said it was like I was just taking suitcases and moving suitcases all around. And I'll take a suitcase from here and move a suitcase over there. And that's how I felt in my life. You know, I was just, I was just, I was just stacking stuff and putting stuff away and putting stuff here and then moving stuff there and then moving stuff here. And it was just, it was, it was taking over me. I was just consumed with doing things. And then the Lord told me, you know, your rewards are, are are waiting for you in heaven. Your riches are in heaven. You know, don't 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 worry yourself too much with these things. And then Pastor Larry with the suitcases. So I I had to for, stop moving all these things around, and 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 I had to focus more on on dedicating my time to him because he wanted to show me things. He, you see, the higher if you want to go higher. The way up is down. The Lord loves those that diligently seek him. Mary was blessed more than Martha because she was at his feet. She was seeking more of of the Savior, of the Messiah. She was seeking him. She was next to him. She wanted to know more. She wanted to know more of him. She wanted to be intimate. She wanted just, just, to, just to cherish him and exalt him. While Martha was worried about doing works and, and, and having to do things, and she was worried, she was a worry ward. He is the vine. We are the branches. If we abide in him, he abides in us, 
And he will give us the riches of heaven We start to become like powerful trees We begin like little branches on the vine And then we begin as as little branches And then as the branches get up Grow and get taller and get bigger Then the branches start becoming Start uh, uh, getting roots in the ground And then the roots start getting bigger and then and then the branches start getting bigger and then it starts becoming trunks and then and then and then now now I know next thing you know you got a tree trunk and then this is how the Christian walk is. You start off as a little branch and then you begin to grow. And then you begin to to to, to spread your leaves and then you begin to 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 drop deep roots. And then and then you begin to to, to have a, a tree trunk and then you start to grow. And the next thing you know, you start to produce fruits, and then your fruits produce fruits. This is this is how it works. It's it's not a fly by night or overnight thing, you know. And this is one thing that the Lord, uh, uh, through the Holy Spirit, my guide or my my friend, has shown me. And then He showed me how we are going to become like big, powerful trees. Psalms one three, He shall be like a tree planted. By the rivers of water That brings forth its fruit in its season Whose leaf also shall not wither And whatever he does shall prosper That brings forth its fruit in due season Whose leaf also shall not wither And whatever he does shall prosper Brothers and sisters We are like trees planted by rivers of living water Brothers and sisters Receive this living water, brothers and sisters. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. As you as you believe in the Lord, as you seek the Lord, as you seek out his heart, you start understanding the heart of the Father. You start being more compassionate. You start understanding what the word love really means. You start understanding what the word long-suffering really means. And when you are living a life of long-suffering, when you are living a life of agape love, when you are living a life of of of, of, of being compassionate, for human beings, for the Lord's creation, out of your river, out of your heart, will flow rivers of living water. Because as the people around you, they witness your the light that is radiating from you. As they witness, as they see what you're doing, as they see your fruit that are bearing fruit, and it's feeding people's lives, and their lives are, are getting better, and their relationships. Are, are being restored When marriages are being restored That's the rivers of living water Flowing out of you Because what you put in Is what comes out And out of the abundance of the heart The mouth speaks Out of the abundance of the heart The mouth speaks What are we putting in our heart Love, compassion The word, the logos The word of God the very presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the oil in our belly is building up, is building up. We're building up oil. We're getting more oil. We're getting more anointing. 
And out of that anointing, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why? Because the rivers of living water, they have to flow out. They have to flow out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Brothers and sisters, open your mouth out there in the world. Let the rivers of living water come out. Let the people see your fruit. Let the people's lives be able to change but until you open your mouth, until you allow the rivers of living water flow out of you, until you speak what is the abundance in your heart, then people will not be able to, to get the rivers of living water to flow on them. If you don't let it flow, if you don't open up your mouth and let the abundance of the heart speak out of your mouth, then it will not flow. It's like a spigot that you stopped. Open it up. Let it flow, brothers and sisters. Let it flow out of your heart. Oh, Let it flow out of your heart, brothers and sisters. Let them know. Let them see. Let them taste the beautiful taste of the Holy Spirit. Let them taste of the rivers of living water. Those that thirst will thirst no more. But you got to open up your mouth and you got to let the rivers flow. You got to let out what that what the abundance in your heart is, what you have building up in your heart, what you have put in your heart for months, for years. You have to let it out now, brothers and sisters. Now is the time to let it out. You see, after I got over all the trying to build the army, after I tried to 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 get the guns and the bullets and the 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 storing up all the 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 food and the Bring up of of the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I can't tell you, how, I mean, I was ready to Faraday cage my house, you know, and then I went all out and I tried to start trying to sound the alarm and then telling everybody and and I just I, then I just went out on a rip and I, I was just letting everybody know the rivers of living water and 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 by that point I could care less who was listening, who was watching, you know, I I just. Didn't care anymore. Then I was like, whatever, let let it flow, Lord. Whoever whoever is willing to hear me, Lord, I don't care anymore. You know, I I I'm not a chicken anymore. You know, I I try to round up a group of men to fight back when the time comes. And I mean, really, is that what Jesus did? Is that what our Savior Yahusha Mashiach did when when he was face to face with the enemy? No, he turned the other cheek. He remained humble. He 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 allowed them to to do these things. You know, because he wanted to show them love and the truth and the way and the life. But unfortunately the Pharisees and the priests and those people didn't want to hear it, you know. So so I mean I try to you know, do all that and, and I try to get a bunker and a backup plan and you know, it's all good to have if you have a plan on, on staying here through the wrath of God. <laughs> you know, after reading Revelation 8, it talks about a star wormwood, which is also called death. Back in the day when the Hebrews were under the Egyptians, the Pharaoh, he didn't want to let Yahweh's people go. So the Hebrew slaves were told to get lamb's blood and put it over the threshold of the door to their home. 
to put the lamb's blood on the top of the door and on the sides and death I believe the death star wormwood would pass over their house and they wouldn't die their firstborn wouldn't die brothers and sisters I believe this was the last time that death star worm would pass through the earth many people died many many firstborn died I, be, I believe this is a type and shadow of what the wrath of God looks like what the wrath of Yahweh looks like and now we have this planet X or planet 9 or Buru or Wormwood if you will or the Death Star this can quite possibly be the wrath of Yahweh that we have seen from past teachings in the word the logos of Yahweh we're hearing more and more chatter about this star or, or planet or another system entering into our solar system from all kinds of new sources now. Now there's some Indian elders that have gotten together that are sounding the alarm about disclosure and how Big Brother needs to disclose what is really going on because it's arriving soon. I believe this is the hammer of the great and terrible day of the Lord, the wrath of God, of which we are not appointed to wrath. I believe we're not appointed to wrath. But Brother Pablo, in Matthew 24, it talks about the elect. That if the days were not shortened, they would die too. Brothers and sisters, look at what they're asking in Matthew 24. They're asking Messiah about his second coming. When he will come down to Yerushalayim and put his feet on the mountain. That's what they were asking about. And furthermore, for the elect, I believe the elect are the Hebrew people. You see, they are the chosen people. They are the elect. They are so special that they rejected Jesus, never believed he came as Emmanuel, Messiah. So they have been chosen and elected to go through all that tribulation, times of trial and stuff, until, I guess, it's ter their time to escape or if they got to endure to the end. For those that overcome and that are sealed, 144,000, I believe that has to deal with Israel. Revelation 3, but you know, there's there's many other uh, theologies and, 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 and eschatological things out there. This is just um, my belief. You know, it can be interpretation interpreted many different ways. But this is the way I have seen it, uh, along with some others. Revelation 3, he is talking to the church, the real church, not the Pope church. Or the Nicolaitan church, where you have to go through a man to receive salvation, not not a, a be be good to people and prosper church, the real church, the Kodeshim, those that have fought the battle, those that have interceded for their loved ones, their neighbors and friends, those that have laid down their life and sacrificed their life so that others may come to know salvation. Those that have been ridiculed and persecuted and scoffed at and mocked at by the Pharisees and priests and scribes. Just like Yahusha Mashiach, Jesus Christ, when he was on this earth. It says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. And then in the latter, later chapters in Revelation, the church is gone. They have escaped 
Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. If you plan on staying here through the wrath of Yahavah, El Sevaor Ruach HaGodesh, then the Ruach has not been talking to you or showing things that would have you thinking otherwise. I tried, I planned, I strategized all the prepper stuff, and something didn't seem right. I couldn't get quite the perfect plan. I couldn't get quite the perfect militia. I couldn't quite get the perfect bug out place. Nothing seemed to go along according to my plan. There was more I had to get on the team. Every family member left me. Every cousin, every friend, anyone I knew thought Pablo went aloof. They did not have any need or inclination to prep. I never was able to get a group of men of valor. I was almost voted into a group of preppers that had land, underground street containers, farm, everything, and they voted not to allow me in. Even when I was bringing in some of my own resources. So you see, nothing was working for me in what I was trying to do. Nothing was working. And then the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaGodesh, came to me and he and he showed me more. It seems like every time I get to that point where I'm against the wall, he gives me more. He gives me more. And he told me, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. The Lord will rise over you, and the glory is seen upon you. Gentiles shall come to your light. Well, now that you put it that way, you know, I think I'm going to be all right. You know, I tried to do the self-sustaining thing, and I and I tried to save everything, my family. I tried to save the world through prepping. And you know what? Nothing went according to plan, but he told me, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I tell you, that paints a very clear picture of some power going on, of the power, the dunamis power of our Lord and Savior, his dunamis power seems to trump everything I have been planning. He who has here, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To him that overcomes, to him that overcomes, to her that overcomes, to she that overcomes, to them that overcome, brothers and sisters. We are the overcomers. We must overcome now in this time. Brothers and sisters, we are not appointed to the wrath of Yah. 
we are not appointed to the wrath of God, the great and terrible day of the Lord, Yahweh. Yeah, we will go through the birth pains, time of sorrows. How many out there have been in sorrow, moaning and groaning for your loved ones and neighbors and friends and co-workers and people on Facebook? How many have been moaning and groaning for being uh, 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 set apart for for uh, uh, some family members abandoning you and leaving you. Uh, um, how many of those have 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 been in sorrow? Uh, feel like like maybe you're thinking too much, or or maybe you're the only one that that maybe the maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe I am crazy. Maybe what they say is true. How many out there have been going through these through this sorrow, through these these birth pains, through these Groanings and moanings, most assuredly I say to you, that you will weep and lament. The world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful. But brothers and sisters, your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow, because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that her child, the human being, has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again in your heart. will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Contractions, labor pains. As you, as you approach your due date, the women, you may feel something labor-like, namely contractions contractions that are mildly uncomfortable and vary in intensity. Unlike the benign preparatory contractions of false labor, real contractions are painful. They build in intensity so you can't walk or talk through them, says Susan Warris, MD, in OBGYN, and the author of Countdown to Baby. She described contractions for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as the lay pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. First Thessalonians 5, 2-3. Labor pains, contractions. Brothers and sisters, I have listened to some economic analysis, and they have been hearing that the Baltic Dry Index, the manufacturing, the service sector, real estate, retail, unemployment, well, the real unemployment numbers, they are all contracting. They are all going through contractions. They are contracting. These are words of some of the economists. There's so much contractions going on <laughs> in the market. Can you believe it? A report from the Institute of Supply Management came out this week and concluded that we now had five months of contractions. I don't know about you women out there, but can you imagine five months of contractions with regard to American manufacturing business activity? Five months of contractions. Five months of labor pains. Five months of birth pains. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we have economists.
talking about contractions, labor pains. I believe our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, is trying to tell us something. He can use anyone to speak prophetic utterances. He can use anyone. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And by His Spirit and His power and His presence, He can use anyone to speak prophetic utterances. The enemy has to use technology and drugs and demons to 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 try to make people do things for him. But our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yahusha Mashiach Ruach HaKodesh, has the power to use anything. He even uses the enemy. He even uses Satan to do some things, um, you know, evil stuff that I'm, I'm not saying that the Lord is evil or none, but you know what? This is how he does it. He warns and warns and warns. How many out there have been warning and warning and warning and warning and have gone weary, warning and warning? Well, you see, the warnings have to come before the judgment. The Lord is so merciful. He's so long-suffering. He's so patient. He's so loving. He's so faithful that he wants to give us Chance after chance after chance after chance to wake up and realize what's really happening. So he has warned and warned and warned and warned so that people will will not fall, so that people's souls will be saved before the judgment comes, before the the uh the dragon and the and the evil entities that are going to be released in a larger scale upon this earth. Before that time comes, he has to warn us and warn us. Why? Because people are asking for it. I mean, they're they're literally asking for it. You know, they say, uh, what do they say? Oh, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Well, they are welcoming the judgment. They are asking God. You know, the last thing I'm going to say is, well, God, judge me. Uh, That's the last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Lord, I have hope in your mercy. I have hope in your mercy. Psalms 147, 11, the Lord delights in those that fear him and those that have hope in his mercy. You see? So that's how it comes. And, and, and and the evil entities are part of bringing it because they're asking for them. The Satanists are asking for Satan to come. The Luciferians are asking for Lucifer to come. They're asking for the dragon. They're asking for these things to come, brothers and sisters. They're gonna get it. Oh, they're gonna get it. But they're gonna they're not gonna like it. They're not they have been so deceived, and that's why it is so sad. That's why it breaks my heart, because I know what's coming, and they're not going to like it. The suffering and the agony and the gnashing of teeth, it's not going to be pleasant. And if I can just get one more person to see the truth and see the light and realize You know, I will warn until my face turns blue. And that's what our Lord and Savior does because he doesn't want to see the people go through what they're asking for, through what the Satanists are are asking for, through what they're asking for. And 
you know, just like they say, what's that saying? He's going to get his 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> He's going to get his 15 minutes of fame. And then squash. Here comes the mighty King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's the side you want to be on, brothers and sisters. But, you know, they're asking for this. I was listening to uh, Gerald Salente. And I tell you, I, I was really surprised. But let me lay out some facts for you for those that are new, for those that have just woken up, or for those that don't really is happening. I'm going to break down some numbers and some statistics for you so you can see exactly where we're headed. You can see exactly what this major economist is saying. Uh, Joe Salente, for those that don't know, he is uh, Trends Journal. He is the Trends Journal guy. He He... He pretty much has been spot on about the trends to come in the future. And uh, I'm going to basically um, uh, uh, paraphrase what he said uh, the other day on the Rick Wasso, just to give you an idea, just to give you an idea of what the Satanists, the Luciferians, the the evil people out there, and, 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 and what we are. And then we're going to get on to, oh... We're going to get into some meat and potatoes. Wait till you hear what comes after this. Okay, then I was listening to Gerald Salente on Quiles. You know, in the past, like I said in the past, I, I, I didn't agree with him. Some of the stuff that he said, with everything he says sometimes. Uh, however, you know, I, I, I think he's funny. I, I, I actually kind of like listening to him because I think he's funny. He reminds me of my uncles in Brooklyn and Queens, you know, over there in Queens, New York. He reminds me of my uncles. <laughs> they they think they're Italian over there. So so he makes me laugh, you know, and 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 sometimes he's he's actually quite comical. And and, and just the way he's thing is so uh right to the point and 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 I and I and I kind of like it sometimes and 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 this should wake some people up, and this should let you know where we're headed. Hallelujah. Okay. So, anyways, Salente was saying, if you want to get the people's minds off of financial problems, how about a nice terrorist strike, a false flag or a real, or a real one? It works all the time, and you can look at the facts. Look at France with with Vlad his popularity rating was down to an all-time lows and then all of a sudden where there's a terror strike boop his popularity shoots right back up look at the u.s back in 2000 march the dot-com bubble burst the election comes bush gets in office in january to by september 2001 we're in recession his popular his popularity rating was hitting below 50% the day before 9/11 and then right after 9/11 foop his popularity shot up to over 90% so what happens in a terror strikes you get off of the econom- the economic decline and 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 about how 2 trillion dollars goes missing uh, when they were in, uh, asking Rumsfeld right before 9-11. But then, boop, the terror strike, and everybody forgets uh, Bush's popularity went 
from below 50% to to higher than 90%. Uh, the $2 trillion or $2 billion went missing. Boop, no worries. Everybody forgot about it. And then right now, 51% of Americans earn less than $30,000 a year. Warren Buffett, a multi-billionaire, says children in America today are the luckiest crop in history. Now, Warren Buffett has made great business decisions. I mean, he's a multi-billionaire. And we all know, you know, from what it looks like, he is a good he is good at analyzing data. But what is making him blind to the fact that you have 51% of Americans earning less than $30,000 a year? He says how babies born today, first of all, if they even survive Planned Parenthood, the one luckiest crop in history, American kids will live far better than their parents, he went on to say. Parents, or maybe parent, 41% of children today are born to unwed mothers. 74% of the women are without bachelor's degrees. And women in the workforce make two-thirds of low-waged earners. So when you look at child's trends data, you're looking at the, at, at, the li- at, at the lives filled with poverty and social and emotional problems. Warren Buffett has also been supporting Hillary Clinton. The Hillary Clinton, all of a, and then Hillary Clinton all of a sudden changed her campaign slogan right after uh she was uh she won last week in South Carolina she took words right from Warren Buffett she said despite what you hear we don't need to make america great again america has never stopped being great so when you look at the facts of economic decline maybe buffett is shilling for clinton Brothers and sisters, I'm a political atheist. I don't support the right or the left wing of the dragon. The decline is underway, but they are hiding it from the people. The purchasing manager's index is below 50%, considered a decline. What was the GDP out of Japan now is negative one. And and something percent Negative one point something percent Making stock index Is in bear market Would we have uh, uh, Would America Have invaded Iraq or Libya If their main export Was broccoli No It's about global domination The beast system You look, look at the lamestream media They're saying when Russia Attacked Ukraine uh, Russia never attacked Ukraine But they The Ukraine war is because of But they say The Ukraine war is because of Russia They get the people to hate somebody It's about controlling the globe Controlling the globe Monetarily Controlling the globe Religion wise Controlling the globe in, In every single sector Brothers and sisters Look at the wonderful job the pentagram, I mean the Pentagon and the military did in Afghanistan. 
we're looking at 15 to 16 years now. What has it accomplished? How many people have died? How many of our soldiers, our sons and daughters have been maimed and murdered and killed and robbed of their lives? Look at the refugee crisis in Europe. All those all those refugees that went into Europe, those are Afghanistanis. Those are Iraqis, brothers and sisters. What about Gaddafi? You know, the guy from Libya, the one who was killing the, uh, the people, you know, uh, uh, that they had to go into Libya because of humanitarian uh, needs. You know, Libya was going good. They they were going to do a gold-backed currency. And then right away, uh, they had to go in there, and they had to destroy one of the most successful countries in Africa. They said they had to bomb Libya for humanitarian purposes. For humanitarian purposes, they killed over 30,000 people. In 2011, a half a million Libyan, Libyan people were flooding into Italy. Look at Syria. Look at Syria. Obama, Hillary Kerry, and the gang. What did they say? Assad has to go. Assad has to go. How many people are dead now? Oh, only 300,000 Syrians. That's it. A place where people used to go and vacation. Now to 300,000 more deaths. The megalomaniacs have destroyed lives in the countries. These high officials, these, these high officials, they are official murderers and jerks. An official psychopath that they should take away in a straitjacket. You know, they say, they say, we are prepared. We are prepared to use nukes. They say, we are prepared. I'm sick and tired of, this, of these people using the word. We are prepared. Who's we? It's not me. It's not you. It's not the Ruach HaGodesh. Mashiach Ruach HaGodesh. Zedekah Nefeshim, the Zedek Nefeshim, the, the, the Abba Aronai. It's not him, it's not you, it's not me, it's not us. I'm an American citizen too. I pay a lot of taxes. I pay taxes. I pay a lot. What do they mean when they say we? What is it? The, the secret sick people club we? They always throw out this word we. What is it, the Princeton, Harvard, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks? Is that the we? The six words that have destroyed America? Princeton, Harvard, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks. That's the we. That's the elite. Not you, not me, not us, not we. No, it's the secret sick people murdering club. The Luciferian Club, we. People call this a democracy? Gerald Salente went on to say, I tell you, he really ripped it. People call this a democracy? Let's see what we call a democracy. Let's look at the debate. We're only going to give it to the major corporations. The League of Women Voters, use, they used to do the debates years ago. They used to do it years ago. And then they took it out of their hands, and they put a profit motive on it. 
And then the news channels and major news outlets that were consolidated and controlled back in the Clinton era. And then they and then so they can make it the debate show. It's the presidential reality debate show. You have 90 seconds to give me your answer on what your foreign policy is. You have 90 seconds to give us your answer on how you're going to regenerate growth in America. If someone mentions your name, you have 60 seconds to respond. And when you hear this buzzer, you have to stop. It's a game show. Beat the clock. It's a game show sponsored by ABC, NBC, and Fox. And the eye of Horus. All the major networks, six companies that control 90% of all the media, they get upwards to $250,000 for a 30-second ad on the president reality show debate. You want to talk about democracy? The group, the League of, their, the League of Women Voters used to do them back in the day. It's a takeover. This is not a free market system anymore. It's called the merger of state and corporate powers. Six corporations own 90% of all the media, thanks to Bill Clinton, when he deregulated the Federal Communications Act back in 1996. Four words have killed the free market system. We all know them. Too big to fail. General General Salente continued to go on he said, there's no such thing in a freaking market system. You fall whether you're large or small. The merger of state and corporate powers is called fascism. That's what we have. It's fascism. It's fascism in the police state that they, had, that they now generated. It's fascism in the sense of the military now. Obama destroying the Posse Comitatus Act back in 2011 on New Year's Eve. When he signed the National Defense Authorization Act that repealed the Posse Comitatus Act and allowed the military to do police duties. They are listening to everything we do, see every move we make. It's fascism. They steal our money and give it to their buddies as stimulus, loan bailouts, tax breaks, and guarantees too big to fail. And then Gerald Salente continued to go on to say how he was at a funeral. And the Bible says it's better to be in the house of the morning. I tell you, I think I think Gerald Salente woke up right here. Because the member in the Bible says it's better to be in the house of the morning. So he went to a funeral and Salente was at the funeral and he asked the priest. He says to the priest, you know, Mr. Priest, I heard you mention the word peace a lot in your prayers. Where is the Catholic Church talking out about peace? Why isn't the Pope speaking out about peace? I heard him come out and talk about Trump putting a barrier up, and that's not Christian-like. Salente goes on to say, where are the Christians? Why aren't they talking about peace? I hear Rubio, I hear Ted Cruz talking about the body of Christ. Trump says he and God have a great relationship. This one wants to bomb until the sand glows. This one's going to do torture beyond waterboarding. This one is going to wipe out everybody and build the biggest military. Where are the Christians speaking out against these people that call themselves Christians? That are doing everything that the Prince of Peace would never condone. The priest looked at Salente and said, you're right. So what happens next? 
Solente goes on to say, that's what has to happen. The Prince of Peace needs to be recognized for who he is. Hallelujah! Yahava el Shalom needs to be recognized for who he is. The Prince of Peace, Yahava el Shalom. Hallelujah. The people that are using Christ's name in vain and for profit and should really be disgraced and really ridiculed. Let's look at Ephesians 5. It tells us, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. If you're speaking out against these these evil entities, these 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 men that have crept in unawares, if you're speaking out against the evil in this world, then you are that light. You are the one that is exposing them. And what makes manifest is light. So welcome, my brothers and sisters, because you are part of that light. You are that light, the light that shines within you. Can you imagine if all the Christians and people that say they're Christians unified with the Jesusites? I am a Jesusite. You see, back in the days of Antioch, Christian, the word Christian was a derogatory statement. I am a Jesusite, a Yeshuaite. Can you imagine if we all unified? united in prayers and intercessions for our country and for the countries of the world. You know, for a long time in my life, I was asleep, and I wasn't praying and interceding for people like I should have, and I wasn't doing the things that I should have done. I wasn't looking at the things around me. I wasn't looking at the tides changing around me, and when I woke up, I felt so so uh, guilty. I regretted not waking up sooner, not sounding the alarm sooner, because perhaps more people could have risen up. Perhaps I could have touched more lives. Brothers and sisters, I cannot go back. But now is the time where we can unite and pray for our countries, pray for the body of Christ, pray for those in the Valley of Decisions, and ask the Lord for mercy for us, and ask the Lord for mercy for this country, so maybe the wrath, maybe the trials... Maybe the birth pains, the labor pains won't be so hard. Maybe we'll be able to guide to to weather the storm a little easier. Maybe we'll be given more power and more impartations. But we have to go to him and we have to seek him. And we have to unite and pray and intercede and unify and come together as the body of Christ. That final last church of Yahavah, Sebaon, Mashiach, Ruach, Kadesh. What if we all united and said, no more war? We want peace. We want the Prince of Peace. We are in charge. And you're not. Hallelujah. What if we change like this overnight, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. First Samuel 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. Read it. I believe that's going to happen. I believe that can happen. You got to be on the right side of this. It would change overnight. Jerusalem has said, we are calling this the presidential reality show. What about the presidential morality show? That's what's missing. 
How can they do this? It's a question of morality. Morality is not subjective. It's very clearly defined. You know, like, like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let's just start with that one. So if you're going to kill others, expect them to kill you. As a Christian, of course, as a Jesusite, we're not going to do that. Gerald Salente goes on to say the only way he sees out of, out of this, he says it's not a political solution, but only one solution preached by the Prince of Peace. Yahweh Shalom. Hallelujah. He is the Prince of Peace. That's the only way out, he said. Promotion of peace. A Jesusite mentality of the Logos, the word of Yah, and unity through Christ. Jesus Christ. They fear, you see, the enemy fears the church being the church. There's one thing that the enemy fears more than anything in this world. He doesn't fear the churches. He doesn't fear the Pope. He doesn't fear the 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 Episcopalians or the Baptists or, or the Catholics. He doesn't fear that. The rituals and the doctrines and the, the, the traditions of men, he don't fear that. What he fears is the church being the church. What he fears is the body of Christ being the body of Christ. What he fears is those taking the word, the logos, seriously. Taking it for all that it's worth and putting it into practice. Salente says it would be unstoppable if at every pulpit the preachers preach peace. And telling the congregation the truth, giving them directions on what needs to be done, what they need to do, step one, step two, step three, all unified under the belief of Christ, the Prince of Peace. The only solution is a moral one, and a moral one being what the teaching of Christ is. It can't get any more moral than that. People believe in Buddha, people believe in Allah, people believe in the Benjamins, in money, their jobs, politicians, the president, believe in the Prince of Peace, believe in Yahweh Shalom, believe in Jesus Christ, Yosha Mashiach, believe in the eagle. <laughs> I read something last week that said 13 eagles died in Maryland. Somehow they don't know how these eagles died. Do you think this is a political problem, brothers and sisters? Or do you think this is a sign of a spiritual problem? When I was a Mason and was being trained to get deeper into the occult, I was taught to look at signs and symbols. At this very present time, the most unbelievable signs and symbols I have received has been the eagle. For the past several weeks, this has been going on. Brothers and sisters, it began several weeks ago. I was approaching my house. And as I was approaching, I saw something flying over my house. It was hovering over my house. It was huge. It was a bald eagle, brothers and sisters. It was the most unbelievable sight I have ever seen in my life. I have never seen a bald eagle so up close and personal, let alone it was on t- it landed 
after it was hovering for a while, when I was pulling up, at first I didn't know it was an eagle. And then I got closer and closer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's an eagle. And so I, I, I started to go in my garage, and then I backed up out of my garage because I said, you know what, I'm going to record this. So I backed out of my garage, and I recorded it. And I took pictures of it because I believe I was when I was recording it and taking pictures, I decided to and one of my neighbors, two houses down, was was looking at the eagle. <laughs> then he saw me recording it, and, and he and I looked at him. He goes, "Man, Pablo, that eagle has been flying and hovering over your house for the past several hours." Brothers and sisters, that eagle was hovering over my house for hours. Okay, and when I was driving for food, I see this angelic. Mighty magnificent bird, and I just was like, "Oh my Lord, oh my, oh my, my precious God, my Savior, what is this beautiful sight that you have given me?" And I was just thanking Him. I right, I just posted the little video of the eagle right now onto Facebook for all those. If you want to follow along, I'm going to post some pictures on Facebook tonight. But that was the video and the picture of the eagle. That landed on my house. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And yet, this was just the beginning. This was just the beginning, brothers and sisters. So, I started, you know, I saw that ego. And then, you know, a couple of days passed. And and I was just, I just couldn't believe it. And then, you know, some more stuff about eagles would pop up, you know, in a conversation or in scripture. And uh and then one morning I come home and it was early morning and uh in my backyard there's like a little little retention pond in my backyard. But it was early in the morning. You could see like um like the dew or the fog rising up from the water in the little retention pond. And, you know, as I look over that, you know, you see all the birds and the beautiful birds. I got these, this family of red birds. I think they're robins or cardinals. I don't know. I got two different shades of red in my backyard where I started feeding them. And now they're like having babies. I mean, it's so amazing. I have an aviary in my backyard. I can't, I've never witnessed anything like this in my life. We got, Two, uh, I guess, like a baby duck family that, uh, be- you know, those beautiful ducks with the green head. Well, they hang, the- it's like a husband and a wife. And I think they're having babies. And we feed them now, too. I'm telling you, it's it's like, it's like, uh, it's, 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 it's like wild nature in my backyard. So this morning I'm looking out. And, and you know, I saw these birds, so I said, okay, that's good. And, and I was beginning to walk upstairs, and I said, you know, and something, I, the Holy Spirit unctioned me to go back out and look outside. So I go back, and I look outside, and as I'm looking outside, and I'm looking at the distance over the, um, as I'm looking out in the distance past the water, I see out in the distance, a huge bird flying 
right towards me. I thought this bird would was going to swoop down into the water and, like, I guess pick up a fish because I've seen them do that before where they swoop down and then with their claws they pull a fish out the water. It's kind of cool. Well, this this beautiful, huge bird that was flying my way, he didn't swoop down into the water to get no fish. Instead, he, he kept flying. He flew like right through the smog, you know, that little fog in the morning. He flew right through it, coming straight towards me, brothers and sisters. I didn't know what kind of bird this was. I had no idea what kind of bird it was. It was so amazing. It was beautiful. It was huge. Um, so let me see. Here it is. Uh, it was, I didn't know what it was at first because <clears throat> I'd never seen one of these before. But as it got closer to my window, because I was looking out my window, and it got closer to my window, and right when it, like, like it, it came up right towards me, right above, uh, like above my door, um, and it opened up his wings. I, I posted another picture now of this. It was a golden eagle. A golden eagle flew right up to me. As as the the Holy Spirit unctioned me to go back and look outside, and as I look outside, this bird flew right to me from like yonder, and flew through through the fog like it was like out of a movie. It was. I wish I already recorded this because it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever witnessed in my life. And at the time, I didn't know it was a golden eagle um, because it was brown. And it had these white spots in the belly, underneath the belly, and underneath the wings because it came right up to my door in the back, and it opened up his wings, like it opened up the wings, like to put them like outstretched wings. It was so unbelievable, so surreal. I felt like I was in a movie. Um, it opened up his wings, and then it opened up and flapped, and then like did a 360 and. Like, did a whole 360 all around. I saw the whole 360. I mean, it was like doing a show for me. This was the most unbelievable thing in my life. Um, so, this golden eagle flies up. I didn't know it was a golden eagle. I did not know it was a golden eagle. And then I went online. As as a matter of fact, let me back it up a little bit. So, I, I see this eagle... I'm 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 like what in the world, Lord? Uh, what are you trying to show me, uh, Abba Adonai? What are you trying to show me? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is unbelievable. So as I'm as I'm like I'm like I was like beside myself here, and then <laughs> brothers and sisters, okay. And then as I am, uh, I, I close the the curtains in my back window because, you know, it was time for me to go to sleep. I had worked all night. So as I'm walking away from the window, my boys, they went to the library like, like two weeks ago and picked out a bunch of books. And um, they have books everywhere, books here, books over there. Well, 
as I close my curtains and I'm walking away, I look on, on my table right there in the kitchen, and I look on my table, and right there, there was just one book, and one book alone right there on the table in clear view, and guess what book it is? It is a book with a bald eagle right in the front page. It's called Bald Eagles, just like the bald eagle I saw on my on my house. You know, I saw this right after I see the Golden Eagle. After I right after I saw the Golden Eagle that morning after coming from work, I was about to go back upstairs. I couldn't believe I saw this Golden Eagle. I look on my table and there's a book there called Bald Eagles. Unbelievable. So I opened it up and I read the first page. A big brown large winged bird soars above from its white head and white tail, you know right away it's an adult bald eagle. Its eyes and beak are bright yellow. The wings look like they might be longer than your bed, maybe eight feet from tip to tip. I mean, they can their wingspan can go up to eight feet. Though the eagle has huge wings, it is not very heavy. It weighs only about 10 pounds, same as a pet cat. Brothers and sisters, did you know that eagles are part of a group of birds called raptors. Raptors, uh, does that word ring a bell with you? Does that word um, touch anybody in the spirit there? Yeah, uh, eagles are part of birds called raptors. Raptors, raptors, rapture maybe? I don't know, but they belong to the group of birds called raptors. <laughs> Do you see what I'm going through here? Okay, after I saw the Golden Eagle, I see this book, and I'm like, what in the world? Brothers and sisters, eagles are at the top of the food chain. Oh, oh, today was my son's birthday, right? And today I'm doing this this, this teaching today, and, I, and the Lord knew I was going to touch on eagles. He knew this before it ever even happened. He pre-knew this. He pre-ordained this moment. Brothers and sisters, it had never occurred to me before, but this morning when we were getting ready for my son's birthday party, I had to go get ice. Uh, my wife is an athletic director at the school, um, so I can go over there and get ice um, for free. I don't got to pay for the ice. You know, she does so much there. So, you know, she can go get ice out of the ice machine. Well, guess what is the mascot of her school, brothers and sisters? Yeah, the mascot of my wife's school where I went this morning to get the ice is the Eagles. <laughs> it never occurred to me before as it ever did this morning when I went to go get ice and what in the world is their mascot? The Eagles, brothers and sisters. Okay. Do you see now what I'm going through? Okay. The Eagles, they're at the top of the food chain. When competing for food, Eagles will usually dominate other fish eaters and scavengers aggressively displacing mammals such as coyotes and foxes. 
How many out there? How many out there have seen foxes around? Well, those aggressively displace them when it comes to hunting. Foxes and birds such as corvids, gulls, vultures, and other raptors. Bald eagles outnumber golden eagles. Eagles live on high. They don't live on the earth. They don't dwell on the earth like under like other animals. Not even like other birds. Hold on a second. I need to get something to drink. My throat is parched. Hold on one second. Hallelujah. Okay. Eagles live in high places. They don't live on the earth. They don't dwell on the earth like other animals. Not even like other birds. They have power in their wings. They have tremendous ability to fly and soar higher than any other living creature. Eagles have the ability to soar higher than any other animal. The eagle is a fierce fighter. We as the last church, the glorified church, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of the living God are called to be fierce fighters like the eagle, not cowards, not chickens. We can't be cowards. We have to be fighters, brothers and sisters. How many out there are fierce fighters? In times of weariness, we fight. We fight, brothers and sisters. Fight, contend, do battle. When a rises, when false teachers emerge, when the truth of God, when the truth of Yah is attacked, it is time to fight for the faith. Only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer the summons. The danger is real. False teachers have crept into the church, turning God's grace and in license to do as they please. Let us be reminded of God's past dealings with unbelieving Israel, disobedient angels, and wicked Sodom and Gomorrah. Brothers and sisters, in the face of such danger, Christians should not be caught off guard. The challenge is great, but so is God. Who is able to keep us from stumbling. Today, Today's walk in the Christian life is not a walk of a coward. Today's walk in the Christian life is not a walk of a compromiser. We are being called to be fierce fighters. For those that have the ability to stand up and fight, setting aside your circumstances, in spite of the trial, in spite of the persecution, in spite of sickness, in spite of accusations, we have the ability to stand up and fight. Eagles are fighters. They displace foxes and the vultures. Eagles are fighters. Eagles have such strength that it never tires. It can fly for long hours, resting on its long wings. You watch many other birds, those little birds, and they have to flap their wings and keep flapping. Those those little birds have to flap and flap and flap and keep flapping their little wings. The chickens flap and flap. They flap their wings, but they can only fly for such a while. They have to land somewhere. They will just fall to the ground. But the eagle has the ability to fly real high and rest on the air current. They rest on the pneumos, the breath of air. <laughs> they glide through the air 
that Yah has provided, that nature has provided on their long wings that range up to eight feet rest in the current of the air, in the pneumos, in the breath of air. Eagles have two wings. They have two wings. The first one is faith. You must have faith, brothers and sisters. We cannot only fly with that one wing. If you only use that one wing, you will fly in circles. Have you ever seen a Christian flying in circles? I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. If you have faith but no fruit, you are not fruitful. Faith without works is dead. You have faith but nothing to show for it. Then where is your faith? Then the Christian has a second wing, which is just as important, brothers and sisters. You have, first of all, faith. The Bible says that we cannot come to God unless we believe, unless we have faith that he is the real God, that he is the real Savior, and he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. So we need the wing of faith, but also we need another wing. The second wing is the wing of obedience. When you put obedience, submission to God, and you put that along with faith, you take off, you soar like an eagle. Remember I said, out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, of the, heart the mouth speaks. Out of the utterances of the heart, the mouth speaks. But you have to open up your mouth. You can't be, you can't be afraid. You can't be a coward. You have to open your mouth and let the rivers of living water flow. This is how you start to bear fruits. This is how you practice obedience by opening up your opening up your mouth and out of the abundance of your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, what have you what you have been putting in your heart this whole time? You know that it that you have to open your mouth because it starts bubbling. It starts bubbling in your belly. You start feeling you start feeling it bubble and bubble and it's it's like a like 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 it's building up pressure and it's building up pressure in you. And when you see somebody and, and and you feel like you need to talk to somebody and you're sitting next to someone and you feel like you gotta say something, that's that's what's building up inside of you. That is the rivers of living water flowing. They want to flow out. They want you to open your mouth. They want the abundance. They want the rivers of living water to flow out, to plant, to, to, to water the fields, to water the flowers, to water the plants, to water these, these vines, these branches on the vines so they can grow up and be trees. This is how you get fruit. This is how you practice your obedience and your faith. You take off. Once you start to do this, you take off and you begin to soar like an eagle. You go high places that you have never been before. The Lord, Yahavah Mecheres Shechem, will take you up there higher, more anointing. He will set apart more anointing for you. He will give you fresh oil. He will take you higher and you will rest upon the Lord. It seems for hours and some for days you rest upon the Lord as Shaddai. While he is renewing your strength, you are not flying on your own strength. 
You're not flying in circles. You're relying on Him. Hallelujah. You're trusting in Him. Hallelujah. You're having hope in His mercy. Hallelujah. The eagle. The eagle is a type of Christian whose strength lies in depending on Yahweh, not on your own strength. How many know if you rely on your own strength, you are doomed for failure? Because your strength, Peter says, the flesh is like grass, and the pride of the flesh is like the flowers that wither and fall to the ground. But the word of Yahweh remains forever unchangeable, unchallenged, eternal, forever, from age to age. Glory to God, Abaronai. Hallelujah. The word, the logos of Yahweh has type, is the type of an eagle from Genesis all the way to Revelations, and it resembles the experiences in the life of a Christian. We need to understand, brothers and sisters, that we are eagles. You are an eagle. We are not chickens going quack, 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 we're not chickens going quack, 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 fooling around with the stuff of the earth, picking at the worms, quacking and flapping your wings, getting tired all the time, and doing it on your own strength. Oh, no, you are eagles. Tell yourself you're an eagle. You are eagles, brothers and sisters. Tell yourself, I am an eagle. I am an eagle. I'm not a chicken. I am an eagle and not a chicken. Many of you have an identity crisis. You don't know that you're an eagle. Sometimes you behave like chickens. You're an eagle. Sometimes I behave like a chicken. I used to be a chicken. I didn't want to open my mouth and let the rivers of living water flow. I was afraid of what people might say, what they might think of me. That I might lose friends and lose people in my life. You have a divine destiny, brothers and sisters. God has called you and ordained you for a divine destiny for such a time as this. He brought you into the kingdom of Yah with a purpose in mind. He chose you for for a time such as this, brothers and sisters. He chose you, brothers and sisters, to soar up into the heavens and fly like an eagle. Hallelujah. And to eat fresh meat every day, fresh manna from God. Hallelujah. He planted you on the rock to make your nest on the rock, on the solid rock, the Petra, the foundation, the rock that builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a snare to them that rejected him not on the earth not on the earth the eagles don't dwell on the earth the eagles don't walk on the earth we're not meant to be uh, dwelling in this earth or walking on this earth we are to go higher we are to live in a higher plateau our plateau is higher than the physical things of this earth. We are living in the spiritual realm, which is higher than this physical realm, which is higher than this earth, than 
this ground than the worms. We're not on this. We are. We are. We are on this earth, but we are not of this earth. We are higher. We are on a higher plateau. We don't need to feed on the worms and ungodly things. God called you to a higher calling. The higher calling of Yahavah Sevaot, Mashiach Ruach Hagodesh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, what a wonderful calling. Oh, Karos, Karos, Karos. Holy, holy is our Father and our Savior and our Holy Spirit, Ruach Hagodesh. Let me read to you something that was posted this week by the Call of the Bride website. She posted a word that was apparently given to Elaine Tavolacci about eagles. <laughs> yep. Somebody else got a word about eagles this past week, brothers and sisters. <laughs> eagles. I believe this word to be true as she has been has had an eagle experience around the same timeline as I have been going through this the past several weeks. Anyways, the words given is this. The Lord says, I am raising up many prophets, prophetic voices and visionaries from among you. There are many young eagles in training. Many of them are hidden away. Some are in the fields. Some are in the marketplace. But each one is spending time in the secret place. They are in intercession and worshiping me as they are preparing their hearts for what I have for them. These young eagles are being raised up to proclaim my prophetic voice and my word to the nations. When they come before you, embrace them and do not refuse them because they are being sent forth as my representatives. Do not judge them by their outward appearance, education, inadequacies, or lack of stamina. They are my chosen generation who will go forth with great power and anointing. They are warriors and have no fear of the enemy's revenge or retaliation because they know who they are. They have been tested in the fire and have survived the lion's den. Don't look at their situations of where they are now because many are going to be amazed as they see them rebound right into the place into the place that they were called to be i will release them the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places and you will that goes back to first samuel 2 6 through 10 i will release to them the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places and you will be amazed what i am about to do with their lives says the lord what is impossible for the strong becomes possible to them that wait upon the Lord. I have been there where I have had to wait upon the Lord. When I have been so fatigued and so weary. When my body is going through attacks and sickness and illness. My strength was gone completely and I had nothing else to hold on to. No strength left in me. I had nothing left to hold on to. And I just had to lie right there and wait upon the Lord. 
The Apostle Paul talks about this flesh. This flesh is so weak. And until you, as a Christian, comes to the knowledge that in the flesh dwelleth no good thing, you will never be able to walk a victorious Christian life. You know why there are so many defeated Christians in the world? So many defeated Christians in the churches? Because they want to live for God on the strength in their flesh. And then they get all depressed and all upset. They go to the pastor so upset. And they say, oh, 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 pastor, I did this and I did that. Pray for me. I need more strength. I need more strength. I need more faith. You don't need no more faith. You got plenty of faith. I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. That same faith that got you to the Lord Jesus Christ and filled you with the Holy Spirit and changed you from the corruptible to the uncorrupted, that same faith can take you through this life in victory. What happens is they start walking in the Spirit and then they finish in the flesh. They start walking in the spirit, and then they start looking at their feet. And then they begin to see the water rising up to their knees. And then they start to say, I can't walk this walk anymore. I can't do it. It's so hard, Lord Jesus. It's because you're looking at your own weaknesses. You're looking at your own insufficiencies. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I am strong. Hallelujah. You can't do it on the power of your flesh. It took Paul to come around and say, you cannot do it in the flesh. You have to walk in the spirit. You can't do it in the flesh. You have to do it by faith. You think you failed him. You think you lost it. Stop thinking. Trust in his faithfulness. Trust in his love. Trust and have faith in his strength. Have hope in his mercy. Have trust in his mercy. Resist the devil. Submit to Yehovah and the enemy will flee. Trust in his power and love. And now move on. Put on your wings of faith and obedience. The eagles flap their wings and soar through the winds. They soar through the gusts of wind. They fly through the storms. When they see the storms, they go a little higher. The storms don't do nothing to the eagle. No, they use the storms to soar higher. To soar Higher, brothers and sisters, to soar higher in the heavens, walking and not fainting, speaks of a steady relationship with God, Yahavah, day by day, not this Sunday, and then nothing until next Sunday, or you take vacation, Lord, I'm taking a vacation, and then you tell the Holy Spirit, not now, I'm on vacation. There's no vacation in the Lord. What would happen if my wife took a vacation from me? Oh my gosh, can you imagine? What if my wife told me, okay, I'm taking a vacation from you. I'm going to be gone for for two weeks. Don't call me. I'm not going to kiss you. 
I'm not going to talk to you. I'm on vacation from you. Bye-bye. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. I'm on vacation. So, uh, you know, I can't cook. Uh, My wife knows how to cook. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to hear her say I love you. I can't tell her. What, I'm not going to be able to get a kiss from her? I'm not going to be able to talk to my wife for two weeks? She's not going to exist. For a couple of weeks? That's how Jesus feels. That's how Yahushua feels. Oh, I don't feel like praying today, Lord. I don't feel like talking to my father today. What if my wife said, I don't feel like talking to you today? (laughs) Look at what Anthony Patch says. I think he is a quantum physicist. You can check out his stuff at anthonypatch.com. He says Jesus Christ is both a wave and a particle. When he manifests himself when he manifests himself physically to us, he is a particle. His energy wave slows to form a particle in our frame of reference. Prayers with Jesus Christ is quantum entanglement of our particles with him. Prayer is quantum entanglement with Jesus. If we begin to lose the wave, energy, and particles of Jesus Christ in our life, we become vulnerable and compromised to the enemy. Our firewall begins to break down, and we get cracks where the where the parasites can breach the firewall. They can breach the, the walls because now we got cracks, and they can creep in and entangle themselves in our being. The snake will come upon you and bite you with its poison and illness, a disease, a problem, an attack. We need to keep the energy wave and particles of Jesus Christ flowing through blood, through our blood, flowing in our bellies, our innermost being. We have to keep feeding the lamp, the oil. We have to store up more oil in our bellies. If not, we become careless. This relationship is a daily thing. Not because you have to, but because you want to. Ruach HaGodesh, Holy Spirit, is my life source. He is the power. Intimacy with the Lord releases the power of God into your life. So you can soar high above the storms to overcome the diseases, the illnesses, the attacks. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely you shall give. Intimacy with Yahavah gives you the presence of the Almighty to do these things. You have got to know him in an intimate way. It's not a religious thing. It's not rituals. It's not tradition of men. It's not doctrines and religions of men. Like 1 Corinthians 12.25 says, Let there be no schisms, no religions in the body of Christ. Put away the branches. Put away the denominations. Put them away. Put them all away. It is intimacy with your Father. Intimacy with Him that loves you. Intimacy with Him that loves you more than you would ever believe, brothers and sisters. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will 
sup with him and he with me. That word sup in the Strong's Concordance number 1172, Dopneo, which has an allegorical meaning of, I will make him to share in my most intimate and blissful connection or dealings. Okay, so let's let's put that in here in this in the scripture. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, if you're taking time, quality time, and and and, and showing intimacy with the Lord, sharing him your intimate times, you are opening the door. You are that man that the Lord is speaking of. You are that woman that he's speaking of here. If any man hear my voice and open the door, take some time to get intimate with the Lord. Open the door. I will come into him and will make him to share in my most intimate and blissful connection or dealings with him and he with me. He cherishes those times you share with him. He cherishes the quality time you spend with him. Oh, how he loves to spend time with you and hear what you have to say to him. Oh, what a loving and wonderful Savior we have. I stand at the door and knock. He is knocking. He's not knocking at the world. He's not knocking at the unsaved people. He is knocking at the church. He's not knocking at the ungodly. At that scripture in in verse 3, he's talking to the church. He's talking to the church, not to the ungodly. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. Open the door to your heart. Go to a quiet place with Yahavah and open the door to your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to manifest His presence. Take quality time and open the door. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you rem a word. Moan and groan in your secret place. Moan and groan. Close your eyes. Push through till you see that bright light just lighten up. And then sometimes the religious spirit comes back. And we think we have to be on our knees to pray and, and share time with Abba. We think, we think we need to get down on our knees every time we pray. Sometimes I can't get on my knees. Sometimes I have to pray standing up. Sometimes I have to pray when I'm driving in my car. Sometimes I pray right when I'm awake or while, while still on my bed. You can't pray sitting down. You can pray in your car. You can pray while you take a shower. You can pray any way you want. It's not the position of your body. It's the position of your heart. God chose an eagle as an example for the Christians. You know, sometimes we get so busy doing things for God that we don't have time to sit and sup with Abba. Now it happened as that day, now it happened as they went and they had, as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. 
And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Pablo, you're worried about all these things. You have all these suitcases and you're moving them all around. What are you doing? You're worried and troubled about so many things. You're worried and troubled about how you're going to sustain yourself or how you're going to sustain your family. You're worried and you're troubled about what's going to happen in the world. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. The church today is worried about so many things. The religious spirit has you all mixed up in rituals and traditions and things that you must do that they have forgotten their first love. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Revelation 2, beginning at verse 2. I know your deeds and your works, and that you cannot tolerate those who are evil and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ, and in fact are not, and have found them to be liars and impostors. And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my name's sake and that you have not grown weary of being faithful to the truth. But I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. Oh, you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of the love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. He is our first love. He's not our second love. He's my first love before all others. When I first wake up, I try to get in communion with him. I try my best to give the first, the beginning, the very first seconds and minutes, if it's really intense, the first hour, hours of my day. This makes for a wonderful day, supping with the Lord. As eagles, we are to wait upon him, and he will renew our strength. If we are to fly like the eagles, we have to learn a little bit more about the eagle. No other bird lives such a solitary life. No other bird lives such a solitary life. Oh, Brother Pablo. Oh, my family, don't talk to me. My family, my friends have ridiculed me. I'm all alone, and and I don't have no one that visits me, and no one I can visit. And oh, I feel so, so lonely. Look at the eagle. No other bird lives such a solitary life and soars as high as the eagle. There is no bird in this world more majestic, more powerful, more royal than the eagle while in flight as it soars. You can see those bald eagles, the imperial eagle. They call them the imperial eagle, the golden eagle. We are descendants of one that is imperial, of one that is a golden eagle. There was one golden eagle that one day that came to this earth, transformed himself into the flesh, 
And he was an example to us. And he died for us with its outstretched wings. And he has adopted us as little eagles or eaglets. We are little eagles, beloved. We are being called to go higher. Now, many of you thought that you were chickens. Or many of you are still chickens. I don't know. There was a time when I was a chicken. There was an eagle, brothers and sisters, one day. There was a mama eagle flying up in the sky. And she started having labor pains. She couldn't bear the labor pains. And she couldn't get to her nest fast enough. So she saw a chicken coop and laid an eagle egg there in the chicken coop. The mama eagle took off and the egg stayed in there in the in the nest of the chicken, in the chicken coop. The chicken mama came and sat on the egg. And then one day the egg started moving and poop, the head pops up in the legs. And, and then the chicken mama saw the little eaglet and puck, puck. So the mama chicken went and got the worms and the droppings of the ground and the droppings on the ground and fed it to the eaglet. Can you believe we used to eat stuff like this? The droppings and junk that falls on the ground. We used to eat that kind of stuff before the Lord came and sucked with us. Everything we could get our hands on, we ate on that junk. But one day, one day, brothers and sisters, the eagle grew up and got bigger. Those big feathers started coming out, and the muscles started developing. The other chickens started looking at the eagle. It doesn't look like us. That's weird. He's weird. She's weird and doesn't look like us and doesn't act like us. And then the eagle that grew up started looking around and, and said, wow, I don't look like these chickens. I don't talk like these chickens. I don't act like these chickens. I don't know what, what is, what is the problem? I just know there's something higher. I'm looking for something, but I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm a chicken, right? Buck, buck, buck. I have always been here with these chickens. I was born in this barn here with these chickens. I talk like a chicken. I eat like a chicken. I must be a chicken. The eagle tried to imitate the chickens. The eagle flapped his wings like a chicken, sounded like a chicken, tried to imitate every way he could. Like a chicken. And then one day, an eagle was flying by. Mama Eagle was flying by in the sky and made a loud scream. You know those eagles can make a loud scream? Well, it screamed loud. And the chicken eagle on the ground heard the loud scream from the eagle flying by. The sound was so majestic and loud that it pierced the heart of the eagle in the chicken coop. That the eagle in the chicken coop said, I belong there. I belong there. There is something within me that I know. I belong there. That bothered the eagle. 
The second time, the mama eagle screamed and cried for her son, for her daughter. And the heart of the chicken eagle started to burn. And he said, but I'm a chicken. I can't fly like that. I'm a chicken. I can't fly like that. I am a chicken. I am scared. I'm a chicken. I'm scared to try to fly. What are they going to say? What are they going to think of me? I'm a chicken. I make too many mistakes. I am a chicken. No one will ever believe me. I am not going to try that. I'm a chicken. It cannot be true. I cannot believe that. I have always lived in this world. I cannot live that kind of lifestyle. I don't understand those things. But something deep inside you kept calling. Deep inside calling the deep, calling to the deep inside of you. You knew deep inside of you, you are different. You knew all the time there is something more to this life than just eating and sleeping and working. You just didn't know what it was. You just didn't know what it is. You know why? Because you are an eagle. You are an eagle. All the time, you are an eagle. But you are surrounded by chickens. And then after a while, that eagle came back. And the eagle on the ground, the chicken eagle saw it come back and said, I don't care anymore. I'm going to put it all to the side and try to fly up there with that golden eagle. Hallelujah. I'm just going to try. I'm going to put my fear to the side and I'm going to act out my faith and I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. I'm going to let the rivers of living water flow. I'm going to open my mouth and let it flow. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try. And then as he started flapping his wings, he noticed the power he had in his wings. As he did it more and more, up he went. As she did it more and more, up she went above the trees, above the chickens, above the the problems of this life, above the thoughts and whispers in the ears, above any preconceived ideas, above fear, above torment, above ridicule, above the scoffers and kept rising up higher and higher past all the chickens. All of a sudden, he was united with Mother Eagle and knew that he knew that she knew that he knew that she knew that they belonged to her. They belonged to the eagles, to the royal imperial eagle, the golden eagle. And then the eagle knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was an eagle. Just like you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you belong to a higher existence. You belong with the eagles and not the chickens. Exodus 19.4, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will, in fact, obey my voice and keep my agreement, my covenant, then you shall be my own special possession and treasure from among all peoples of the world, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my purpose. Is it at your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest 
on high. Ezekiel 17, 7, there was also another great eagle with great wings and many feathers. And behold, this vine Zedekiah bent his root toward him and sent out its branches toward him, away from the beds where it was planted for him to water. It was planted in good soil where water was plentiful for it to produce leaves and branches and to bear fruit so that it might become a splendid vine, brothers and sisters. And each one had four faces. The first face was the face of, a, of the cherub. The second face, the face of a man. The third face, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. Regarding the form and appearance of their faces, they each had the face of a man. And each had the face of a lion on the right side. And the face of an ox on the left side. All four also had the face of an eagle at the back of their heads. Now as for your terror, the pride and arrogance of your heart have deceived you. O you who live in the clefts of the rock, who hold and occupy the height of the hill, though you make your nest as high as the eagles, these are the imposters, I will bring you down from there says the Lord. Behold, one shall fly like an eagle and spread his wings over Moab. Kerioth is taken and the strongholds are surprised. The mighty men's hearts in Moab on that day shall be like the heart of a woman in birth pains. And Moab shall be destroyed as a people because he exalted himself against the Lord Yahavah Adonai. Fear and the pit and the snare shall be upon you O inhabitant of Moab, says the Lord. Behold, he shall come up and fly like the eagle and spread his wings over Bozrah, the heart of the mighty man of Edom. And that day shall be the heart, shall be like the heart of a woman in birth pains. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. As an eagle stirs up his nest, hovers over its young, spreading out his wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. The first living creature, Revelation 4-7, the first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 kadosh, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. In the Peshitta New Testament, Revelations 8.13, And I heard an eagle, one flying in the sky, that said, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth from the sound of the trumpets of the three angels, the three angels who are going to sound. And the woman, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Of the serpent. If the chickens, okay, now, I wanted to have some fun with this, just so you can see. 
just so you can see how we are not chickens, brothers and sisters. It's time to rise up as eagles. It's time to look at your wings and how powerful they are and begin to fly and soar above the chickens. So I wanted to have a little fun with this. I went to John 15, verse 18 through 21, and I just played with the word chicken there, and it came up very interesting. If the chickens hate you, remember that it hate that they hated me before they hated you. If you belong to the chicken coop, the chickens will love you. But you do not belong to the chicken coop. I have chosen you out of all the chickens. That is why the chickens hate you. Because <laughs> you are an eagle. Remember what I told you? I said the eaglet is not better than his mama eagle. If the chickens in the world have troubled me, they will also trouble you. If they obey me, they will also obey you. The chickens will do all these things to you because you are true to me. They do not know the imperial eagle who sent me. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, you are eagles. You are eagles. Learn to fly, learn to soar. Put your trust in him and fly above the chickens. Because you are not a coward, you are not a chicken. You are an eagle. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time that I had to share tonight with the Kodeshim, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me this message. Thank you, Lord Father, for showing me these things this week. Thank you for all the people in my life that have taught me the things, that have showed me these things, Lord. Father, bless us. Bless the Kodeshim. Hallelujah. Let me, let me, uh, let me play a song here. Praise you, Jesus. Let us be vessels for the Lord. Let us be vessels for him. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say 
wonderful Savior, wonderful Father, wonderful Lord and merciful, loving, long-suffering. Oh, Father, we follow you. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us tonight on the Lord's Hour. I am Pablo Medina. I love you. 
God bless you. May he keep you. May you fly higher. And when the storms come your way, may you soar higher and higher than the storms. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Good night.
There are words for him and I don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached a point where it can form a thought that could adequately describe the greatness of my God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love. And my voice, you see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits, that it's hard to even send the praise up. You see, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. My God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He is honorable, accountable, favorable. He's unsearchable yet knowable. Indefinable yet approachable. Indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination. Constitute generations, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few. And to try and capture the one true God using my vocabulary would never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a Savior, a Savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart, captured my mind, and has bound them both together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, conquered me in my sins. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, putting me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have is good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, giving nothingness formation. And by his word he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things, and over all things he reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life. The way he persevered in strife. The humble son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise him for his death. That he willingly stood in our place. That he lovingly endured the grave. That he battled our enemy and on the third day rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise him as a risen king. Lift your voice and sing. For one day he will return for us and we will finally be united with our Savior for eternity. Eternity. So it's not just words that I proclaim. For my words point to the word. And the word has a name. Hope has a name. Joy has a name. Peace has a name. Love has a name. And that name is Jesus Christ. Praise his name forever. 